Welcome to the Resilient Teacher Project. I'm Julie Sohacki, a clinical professor and program director for English secondary education at University of Hartford. If you want to see more, please go to my website, teachertlc.com. It's where I post podcast episodes and other inspiration for teachers. I posted a wellness and resilience checklist for educator ease during COVID-19, so please go to teachertlc.com for your wellness checklist. The link is also in the show notes. The Resilient Teacher Project is short professional development segments intended to empower and inspire busy educators. My mission is to grow resilient teacher leaders by offering innovative and inspirational content. All topics integrate teacher self-care and well-being. Welcome. Today, our topic is how to adapt to working from home with or without children. So if you're an educator, sure, you do get some things done at home, but now we're being asked to work from home, teach from home, be only at home. And that really is a game changer. So I saw an awesome article from Chris Carr, who's a self-care and wellness expert, and she works from home. I added her article to the show notes, and I'd like to talk about some of Chris's tips for staying happy and productive and setting boundaries at home. Part of self-love and self-care are boundary setting, and now the rules have changed as far as how we work, especially if you have children, and how we all are living daily. I ended up working way more than I had planned yesterday, so I thought I would create a short episode just like this to support you with how to adapt to working at home. I really like Chris's suggestions, especially the first one, and many of these I did not follow until I read this article, so I'm hoping that this will give you the opportunity to start following these guidelines too. They seem very helpful. The first one is to create a consistent schedule with startup and wind down time, so I did not do this. So instead, I woke up, I grabbed my laptop, uh, I sat up in bed, and I began working. I checked my email, and then one thing led to the next. Before I knew it, two hours had gone by. And so Chris says to avoid that, have a startup and a wind-down time. So if you listen to my last episode, we talked about creating a consistent morning routine, especially now. So if we start working the minute our eyes open, we don't even have time for that morning routine. So it's really important to start up with a, you know at a specific time and then wind down um, at another time. And that is very individual, whatever you decide, but be sure that you have enough time at the end of the day to wrap up your work so that you can quote unquote clock out on time and not have an extra 45 minutes of wrap up when you thought you should be done. So think about that. Also related to this, Chris talks about uh, when it comes to hygiene, act like you're going to leave the house. So this is another reason not to start working immediately. Take a shower, put on some clothes, do that morning routine and then start working. And so plan your day that way. Maybe you're sleeping an extra half hour in the morning than usual, or maybe you need to get up a little earlier in order to make all this work. I'm not sure of your schedule, but just leave some time for you in the morning. That is a great way to reset each day. 
Another idea from Chris, set clear objectives for each day. So whether they're weekly objectives, whether you have goals, and then from those goals, you create to-do lists, have something so that you will end up with long periods of dedicated focus, working towards your top objectives. That's very important. And how do we even make all of this possible? Well, organization and creating a dedicated workspace. So that means that whether it's a corner of a dining room table, a small chair and desk in the corner of a room, wherever it happens to be, make sure that you have your own space where you can lay out your work supplies, your laptop or computer, notebooks, whatever you need. So think Chris says chaos in your workspace creates chaos in your mind. So yes, think of this as creating space in your mind because you're being very organized with where you're working and how you're working. Chris suggests that we take real breaks when you go into your school and um, in your hallways, classrooms, whether you're on campus, in a university, wherever you are. We are moving around and we are connecting with other people. So you need to move around still and connect with other people. And that may look differently, obviously, here at home. But even if it's just walking outside for a few minutes and breathing in some fresh air, or you're connecting with someone virtually just for five or 10 minutes, it's important for you to take real breaks. Perhaps every 45 minutes or 50 minutes that you work, you're taking a 10 to 15 minute break. Related to that is connect virtually. So I've seen teachers already using Google Hangouts, Zoom. Chris suggests using Slack to check in with your coworkers about work-related topics. So whatever it is that you'd like to do or how to do it, just make sure that you're connecting virtually. And then if you have kids, it can be a little more challenging. So Chris has some great tips for that. Keep a routine, but it doesn't have to be rigid. There should be a clear boundary between school time and play time. And set expectations. Make sure everyone knows what to expect. And then, of course, because this is such an unusual time, be very flexible. Every day can look and feel different. Plan for together and alone time. So this is where boundary setting really comes in. The the together time is great, but in order to really fill our cup back up, to refuel and to rejuvenate, we need the alone time so that we can be our best when we're all together in the house. So when you are finding that alone time in the corner, even if it's for five minutes, deep breathing, meditation, just sitting in the stillness can really help. This is a great one. Make a list of activities to choose from and get your kids input. Then if they're bored during free time, they'll have a resource to go to. So have a list right on the kitchen table or maybe on the refrigerator. And then if anyone in the house is bored, just ask them to independently check the list Maybe there's some independent activities that they can do and then others that can be done with a sibling. This is most important. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle with yourself because we've never been through anything like this before. And it's not easy 
having children at home at this time, but where else would we want them to be? We want them to be right with us. My friend Stephanie, who's also a teacher, posted this on Facebook earlier from Dr. Emily W. King, and I'd like to read it to you. It's great. Parents, what we're being asked to do is not humanly possible. There's a reason we are either a working parent, a stay-at-home parent, or a part-time working parent. Working, parenting, and teaching are three different jobs that cannot be done at the same time. It's not hard because you're doing it wrong. It's hard because it's just too much. Do the best you can. When you have to choose, because at some point you will, choose connection. Pick playing a game over arguing about an academic assignment. Pick teaching your child to do laundry rather than feeling frustrated that they aren't helping. Pick laughing and snuggling and reminding them that they are safe. If you're stressed, lower your expectations where you can and virtually reach out for social connection. We are in this together to stay well. That means mentally well too. And I could not agree more. Be kind to yourself and to your children and prioritize your family's mental health before academics right now. Something else that I found on Facebook, if you'd like to go on to Dr. MC's self-care cabaret and like her page, she has so many great self-care tips daily. And she has some good advice today. It's very simple, but I think that it's for all of us. The first thing is take breaks from the news, including social media. We should all do that. Take care of your body by eating healthy, getting enough sleep, and exercising. All three of those are so important. And even if you can't make it outside to exercise, even just a two-minute walk, just breathing in the fresh air for five minutes and then come back in. She also suggests prioritize spending time on activities you enjoy, which is great advice, and then connect with your friends and family digitally, which has been our theme. It is so important for us to stay connected now. And then one final tip. You could find a little bit of downtime in this, and it's important that you do. Because we are home, it is like we have paused our lives for a moment. And in that pause, it gives us time to really think, to listen to our hearts, to listen to that quiet whisper, and to think about the creativity that we can bring to this world. So in those quiet moments, try to come up with a plan, just little, just step by step of how you can bring something new and creative to this world. Because I really believe that part of the reason why we're experiencing this right now is for all of us to have one giant reset. So I'm thinking about all of you. I will be back soon. But until next time, I'm Julie Sohacki. Take good care.